Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. What? I guess happy Friday, Lit Sisters. <laughs> Just looking at me like so we had who's gonna talk earlier first? discussion about based on another podcast about who's the actual host of Litsis. I vote that we're co-hosts and Haley votes that I'm the host. And so in order to test this theory, I feel like I normally jump the gun and say, like, oh happy Friday, Lit Sisters. That's what I was gonna say. I was waiting for you to jump in, and when you didn't, I was like, Oh, well, I see. We you. used to try and go back and forth. We used to be like, Who who said it last time? Oh, okay, then I'll do it then. Yeah, but someone just started taking over. Whatever. So I was the awkward silence from the beginning was purely just me trying to see who was going to who jump was going to jump in, and apparently it had to be me. <laughs> um, but anyway, happy Friday, lit listeners. We are currently making lunch, so please excuse any noise you hear in the background. We are humans and must eat food, um, and it's about the only time that the baby is going to not be um, in the recording. So if yes. you miss the baby, I'm so sorry. Uh, bring it up with Haley. And say we want the baby back. Um, so today we're going to be discussing, since it is April 3rd today, uh, shout out to one of my best friends. Her name's Bianca. Today's her birthday. Happy Yay, 22nd. Happy birthday. Woo! Um, so April 3rd is the best day of the year, purely because of that. Well, to her. To her. I, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Pretty good day. That's the That's mustard. The mustard. <laughs> Neither of us are farting right now. Uh, oh, we need more spicy mustard. That. And you didn't even think, think we were going to eat all of the spicy mustard. You like it now. Well, this is the thing. You bought it for us to use. Well, no, I bought it for us to use. Because, because you, you didn't want me it. to keep using the chipotle mayo. Yeah, but we needed a balance. And so we got this spicy mustard. And it's really good. But for a while, I feel like you didn't even use it that much. Because you still have the chipotle mayo. Yeah, but it's supposed to be like... As a comp, I used yeah, both. both. I did use both. Anyway, so that was our spicy mustard in the background. <laughs> but since March 31st was on Tuesday. No, it wasn't. It was Mon- Tuesday. Was it Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday. March 31st was Tuesday. That officially means that we are here to discuss our Marsh Reads. Our Marsh Reads, yes. Our Martian Reads. Our Martian Reads. Our Martian Reads. What did you say last time that was stupid and silly? Um. Oh, shoot. I don't even remember. It was funny. It though. was really funny. We'll have to. Look we'll have it up. to listen back to that. Um, but yes, today we're going to talk about our. <laughs> Shut up. Haley's being making fun of me because I'm very peppy on the podcast today. Whatever, Apparently. it's fine. I'm just trying to make a good show, you know. I know. You no. Know? Um, but yes, we are still indoors, still having a grand old time doing that. Hope you guys are staying nice and safe as well and healthy. Um. Also, just like a reminder, um, the whole social distancing thing isn't like for your sake, it's for your neighbor's sake. So true. So keep that in mind that by you choosing to not go out or do something, you're potentially saving someone else from getting the virus, whether you think you have it or not, or anything like that, even if you're not sick. Some people have it and have zero symptoms. Some people have it and no symptoms, yeah. So just think, you know, this is about helping my neighbor. This is the best, you know, that that, um, old classic saying, 
love thy neighbor as thyself or um, what, do unto others as you would have do unto you. Or there's another one. Same feel. I don't know. Love your neighbor as, as yourself. yourself. You just said it. I know, but fancy. <laughs> but anyway, love your neighbor. And it's a chance to love your neighbor because you would want someone to take that precaution for you too. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that Haley and I are spending time together is because we are literally not spending. Neither of us are going out at all. So if you think we're hypocrites, maybe we are. But neither of us are actually going out places. Nope. So we're just staying indoors. It's like going from one room to another. Anyway... So we are here to talk about our March reads. Um, I guess shut up. Our March, March reads. There you go. And our you love. You just got the marshes on your mind. Maybe, maybe I do. Maybe I should go to a marsh. No, um, the no, it's March. March, the March sisters. Oh, the marches. See, when you said it, I thought you said marshes. No, the marches. I do have the marches on my mind. Um, but this is not the month that I read about the March Sisters. That was February, which feels like uh, eons ago. When we could go to the theater. Yes, and see it in theaters. Um, back in the day. Back, back in the day. Yes. You know, a month ago. We were craving some popcorn earlier, so maybe we'll have to make some. But it's not the same. Movie it's theater popcorn has its own thing, and it's I special. love it so much. You know what I think it is? It's got to just be the butter. They got, I think it's it something is special the butter. With the butter. What if something... they, like, salt the butter? But, like, it's, like, the ratio is, like, more butter to salt. So, it's not, like, it's salty-salty, but it, like, it heightens the flavor, you know? You don't know. I don't know. It's fine. Sure! <laughs> sure, Maddie! Pats her on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've been missing going out to the theater and doing things like that. Um, but I know we're all staying safe, and you guys are, too. Yes. Um, but, no, today we're going to talk about the books that we read in March. Um, and so, like, before we do a love, like, and a dislike... And so we're going to start with our love, and then we're going to move into our like, and then talk about our dislike. I don't know why we decide to end on a negative note. Because, <laughs> like, normally I like to Maybe end Maybe we on. should do it the other way. You want to try it the other way this time? Dislike, like, and love? Sure. I mean, it sure. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. It doesn't. It's love, like, dislike. Let's just do love, like, dislike. Why don't we do like, love, dislike, love, like, like, love? No, love, like. We've got to go down. We can't, like, stay medium, then go up and get, just drop down. You have to, like progressively get better or progressively get worse okay so are we gonna progressively get worse or get progressively get better let's try the better and then we'll see how that flows and so we're gonna do dislike like and love yes but this feels like very in my in my mouth just like like enough well let's it's up to you do you want to do it that way you can do it that way okay we'll do it that way it's not that i already made an acronym for it or anything (laughs) um that's already in the description but it's fine um so dislike do you want to go first or should i go first let's do love like okay fine okay go for it so my book that i loved and Haley's gonna be angry about this was a good neighborhood by Teresa ann fowler so i i will keep my thoughts keep your mouth to shut keep my mouth to myself (laughs) i'm planning on it especially since this is a disease or a virus, virus season. Virus season. Especially that is uh, through. You know, they're probably going to change the f- saying from cold and flu season to virus season. You think so? Probably. You can't just say cold and flu. Cold flu coronavirus season. It's a cold corona. What if you picture like, <laughs> like I kind of pictured. No, <laughs> I was beer. picturing like in the future, these kids are like, 
they're going to school and they're like, oh, I can't go to school tomorrow. I've got corona. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'll see you. We'll see you tomorrow. I got, I got, I got, I got the Ronies. I got the Ronies, as one of my friends says, which literally makes me laugh so hard. I know, like, we're in a sensitive time in our world. Ooh, that was loud. Um, But I just think it's kind of funny. It's, you have to find some humor. So if calling it the Ronies, it just makes it sound like you have diarrhea, in my opinion. The Ronies? Like the the runs? Yeah. Anyway. I got the Ronies. So what did you love? Anyway, I loved, like I said, Good Neighborhood by Therese Ann Fowler. So I, approach this book like a grand american but, novel okay question what made you go into it that way did you just realize at the beginning with the writing you were like oh this feels like this i'm going to approach it like this or was there like a heads up that you got about it or like how no. did you kind See, of what decide it, to approach it that way what it was was that one it was the way that it was written and two i could just kind of tell from the beginning that it's like, it, listen up close, kids, for no. this life lesson. Well, I just I could just help. One, it felt like it with the writing. And two, I could just tell from, like, the way the plot was moving, I guess, and the different things that the author was mentioning. I was like, hmm, this isn't necessarily going to be just about what the plot is saying. Mm-hmm. And that's what classic novels are, is it's not necessarily about the plot, but it's about what the plot is going to tell in the story. And so I knew from the beginning that that's kind of what A Good Neighborhood was shooting for was a, basically what it's being written for is some sort of general theme that it's wanting its readers to leave with. So I approached it like that. And when approaching it like that, it made the book, which was rightly very disturbing in some aspects, Mm -hmm. a lot better of a read. And I appreciated it more because I was like, I think it would have been awful if this is a true story. And a lot of these things happen to real people. But I approached it in this aspect of what's happening here is here to tell a story that is meant to say something about society. And when I approach it like that, I thought it did a really good job of portraying that. I I'm can, not gonna I'm not gonna go into that. full depth because it's kind of spoilery, but I can I can definitely I can definitely see that when yeah. you describe it that way. But when, you, but when you approach it as, like... Just a normal ju- piece of fiction. Then you're like, you're what like, the crap? what the... Yeah. Because it does leave a dissatisfying end, but when you approach it, like I said, like, literature, it I think it, it hits the mark pretty spot on. And so that's why it was my love. I was... I, like, lately I've been kind of not skimming books, but I read them more quickly because I can kind of tell that they don't have a lot of sustenance to them. Don't want to spend too much Cheater. of my time on it. Just kidding. Whatever. Um... But this one, I was, like, fully taking my time and, like, really, like, breathing it in and understanding. I don't know. Taking it in, I guess, is what I was trying to say. Taking it in and fully understanding and caring about the characters more so than I have with recent books. So that's why I said I loved it. Okay. Is Litsis not fulfilling your weekly book-related needs? (gasps) I know. How dare you? So sad. If you're like Haley and I, then you love books, which means you love to read. And sometimes podcasts are great, but it's not as great as reading. And if you want to be on the in with the people who you're listening to, aka us, us, you can reference our bookstagrams. At Maddie Reads A Lot is mine. And at Brook and Binding is mine. Or if you really want to know in-depth reviews, you can go to Haley's WordPress, which is brookandbinding.wordpress.com. Where I reference all the books that I 
personally read or talk about, my rating, the synopsis of the book, and why I gave it the stars that I did. But if you like to read but not that much, you can go to Maddie Reads a lot where I write one little sentence about the book that I read and a small rating. And also keep enjoying Lit Sis. Yes, and share Lit Sis, share our bookstagrams, and just share the book love. So now going into, maybe I should just talk with my dislike because, or should I say like? Should I just go to the love? Just go to the love. Okay, I'll go to the love. The book that I loved this month was controversial. It was one that had a lot of people on edge about. There was a lot of people who were hating the author, who were, you know, bashing the story all these things. And we've already talked about it quite a few times. It is American Dirt by Janine Cummins. Seriously, this book was awesome. Like I cannot even describe to you how much I like this book. Obviously, it was a love for me for this month. And it really like, this is, see, I feel like Matt, I feel like this is different than what you were saying about your book because this book is a piece of fiction, but it was written to feel like real life. Whereas I feel like, what you were just saying with a good neighborhood, if you approach it as fiction, I mean, if you approach it as this is real, you're going to feel dissatisfied. Yeah, you feel sadness. Yeah, so I think that um, like a good neighborhood, like I said, if you, um, I had a mentality of this is real or like this is a normal piece of fiction. I didn't go into it like Maddie. Hence why that's my dislike. But we'll get to that later. Ooh. I know, I revealed. But American Dirt, for real, I wrote in my review, like, we have talked about the um, controversy. We've talked about, like, people's opinions and stuff like that. But we also did an entire episode where we reviewed it. We did an entire episode where we reviewed it. And I really feel like this book, you should not even listen to those haters, honestly. Like, this book is super well-written. It is so captivating. It's heartbreaking yet also like you want to know what happens like it's it's like a it's like a thrillery suspense novel in a way of like what's gonna happen next are they gonna make it are they gonna get captured like you know are they gonna survive and all the stuff and she does not spare people like there are characters that do die um and I think that makes it feel a little more realistic it feels like it feels like... It makes a good book. It makes a good book. Like, this when you're going was, through something hard... Sorry, you, 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 you go. go. You go. When you're going through something physically hard and all the characters make it through, that's not realistic. And that's yeah. going to make it feel like a, like, tying the bow ending. And we don't like that in, in books. Well, I like the tying the bow ending well, like, in a way of, like, I feel that that story, even if it wasn't happy, it like, the author wrote it in such a way that, like, you walk away feeling satisfied yeah. by it. Okay, and that's no, no. why I give it five. Like, that's yeah. that satisfactory feeling I've kind of been talking about recently is, like, there's something just about a good author that knows what they're doing that I walk away feeling satisfied with what they've written, whether it's a happy ending or not. I am. And this... I'm not, like, tying the boat. I just mean, like, I, we don't love it when everything works out perfectly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just... No matter what, I just need to feel like that story was well written and it is complete. There is no open strength. Like, ask again, yes, that story is not happy. There's a lot of conflict. You know, things don't really necessarily end with the bow tied up, but you get a chance to see, uh, like, you get to see where each character kind of ends up. They all kind of have closure. They all have closure. And that's the thing I feel like 
mattered to me a lot in American Dirt. There is, it's kind of open-ended at the end of like, like, I don't know. I feel like there could be more. Like, I think people would want to hear more about these characters, but the main journey does get completed, if that makes sense. And if you guys haven't listened to our review of it or the controversy episode, you can listen to both. But honestly, like, don't listen to the haters is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Five stars for me. That's why I loved it. All right. Moving on to our likes. My like was Anna Kay by Jenny Lee. So it wasn't one that I was like super duper in love with, but I do think that it portrayed a really good example of a modern version of Anna Karenina. There was a lot of things that were really similar. I even, I texted Haley as I was reading at one point, there's like a conversation between two characters and it's, it literally happens like in the same setting as it happens in the original book with like some of the same dialogue. And so I was really impressed because it was also one of my favorite scenes in Anna Karenina. I do think for me, though, that I am just so not interested in the lives of rich children in Manhattan that, like, that aspect of it wasn't as interesting to me because I just don't care. Like, I didn't watch Gossip Girl, like, hearing them complain about all this stuff that's very, like, rich world problems is not my favorite thing in the world. I, I mean, just as a as a human being, it's not my favorite thing. Um, but it was still super interesting to get a glimpse into the world and to see it through the eyes of the way that a classic piece of Russian literature was written. Um, and just to see the, it helped me just kind of, Anna Karenina is a very thick and heavy and hard book to read. And so it kind of helped me clarify even some things in Anna Karenina of being like, oh, that's actually what was happening in Anna Karenina when I like would see the patterns and the similarities. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a good book. I really, really liked it. It wasn't on the love list just because it, I, I just think that, I don't know, Anna Karenina also isn't on the love list. I think it's a very heavy, complex, difficult book to comprehend and understand. Um, and Anna Kay had a lot more ease of reading with it, but I just think I just, some of the characters I'm just not a huge fan of, and that's just kind of how characters are. And so it was a really, really strong book and I really, really liked it. But I didn't give it a love rating, which is why it's in my my likes for the month of March. I gave it a love rating. Whatever. I did. That's fine. Okay, my turn for likes? Yes. Okay. Give me one. You're trying to debate on what your like was. I know, I am. I'm still actually debating it. Are you really, Mm -hmm. in this moment, still debating? In this exact moment. I read a few fours. Honestly, this is the thing. I'm trying to go back and forth between talking about something that is currently, that has just been released, and a lot of things are, that's going to get a lot of attention Mm -hmm. already, Mm -hmm. or if I want to talk about something that I just recently read that kind of took me by surprise. Up to you. I'm going to do, I'm going to do an older book. Okay, so the book I'm going to talk about is a book I talked about at the end of last episode of Red Queen by Christina Henry. I actually ended up giving it four stars. Um, and that's because it really did take me by surprise. I only gave Alice the first book three stars. However, I do know that my right, like my rating scale and why I give books certain stars has developed and evolved over the past few years. And there are a few books I told Maddie just the other day. There's a few books that I look back on that I've given three stars to. And I'm like, what? That's like a really good book. Why would I just give it three stars? Because in my head now, three stars is like kind of average, middle of the road, which makes sense. Um, 
or more so of like, I wouldn't really necessarily recommend this book to somebody, but it was decent. Like it was, I didn't mind it, but it's not like I have to shout from the rooftops. Everyone has to read this book. Um, so yeah, I, I gave Alice three stars, but maybe I should have given it four stars. I don't know. I do think that like the fact that I (laughs) trudged my way through Narnia helped me with reading Red Queen because it, when I was sitting there reading Red Queen, I kept thinking this feels like a Narnia book. And I know that sounds crazy because <laughs> Narnia is like wholesome. And, you know, I mean, there's hard things that they go through and stuff like that. But like you wouldn't think a C.S. Lewis would be compared to like a horror novel. But that's just where I'm going with it. Because... Screw tape letters. Uh, that's true. Screw <laughs> tape letters. But it's more of like... So bear with me. It makes... it Okay, this is how I describe it. Which is like when I describe it, it's like, yeah, that's like every every action book but there's two characters and they like arrive somewhere and they thought it was going to be one way but it's not and then they have to like figure their way like they're they're trying to find a missing person so they're like on this journey to try to find this person and on their way they like stumble across this magical village and they go through this forest and there's giants and they and then they like stumble upon this other village and they they meet these people and then there's like a second quest that like (coughs) excuse me I'm getting so worked up. <laughs> no, my my spitties. <laughs> um, but then there's like this second quest that these poor people are asking, like poor people who are needing help. They're like, help us save our village. And so on top of their journey, they help these other people. But in the midst of that, they find their person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like, like a quest. Is the best way to describe it to me or for, for me to like process it for people, you know, like this big quest that they go through and, and they get separated and then they get back together and, and then they find each other again and all this stuff. And the whole time I'm reading it, I'm thinking, and this book actually doesn't have any, um, chapters. There's a part one and a part two. And throughout the parts, there's like, literally I can count on one hand, the amount of like spaces given of like a break throughout the whole book, almost 300 pages. It's just straight, straight, straight action, straight dialogue. Well, not action the whole time, but it's just like everything flows from one to the next. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, oh, let me just get to this page. And then I'm like, oh, but that's like the end of a scene is wrapping up. So let me just read a little more. Oh, but then we're starting this new journey. Oh, where are we going here? Mm -hmm. And once you're really in it, you can just, you're just on the journey. You're just gone. Um, But I really liked Red Queen. That's like essentially like the overall plot without giving anything away. Um, and Narnia reminds me a lot of that because each individual book has their own feel and their own journey and quest, if you may. And I feel like, um, yeah, when I read Alice, I hadn't read Narnia. And I think if I went back and reread Alice, I do remember a lot of Alice. There's a lot of, there's a lot more gore in the first one and just a lot more drama and action and lots of things. So it is definitely not a book series for the faint of heart, especially the first book, but the second book felt a little bit lighter, honestly, and a little bit more Narnia questy, if that makes sense. So it just took me by surprise. That's why I want to talk about it for my like. Um, the other book I was kind of debating on mentioning is The Two Lives of Lydia Bird, but a lot of people love that book or have already talked about it. I know it's getting a lot of attention right now, um, and there's a lot of lead up to it coming out. So I thought I would you know, talk about something that is maybe a little more obscure that people might not have heard of. I appreciate that.
And I like the way that you explained how you thought it was similar to Narnia. Because I saw that you had written that. You'd sent me, like, your, your review of it. And I was like, how is this, like, Narnia? Um, so I really appreciated that. So moving on, we're going to be talking about, finally, our dislikes. And we already know what Haley's dislike is. And she's going to go a little bit more into depth about that. But first, I'm going to go into my dislike. So my dislike for the month, I really didn't, like, dislike any book, like, too terribly. Like, when I dislike a book, I dislike a book. Like, I, I don't really like it at all. Um, and that's what I would normally consider a dislike. This one is kind of like a, it wasn't terrible, but it also wasn't my favorite thing. But it is the lowest rated book of the month of March. So it is going into my dislike vote. So that book was White Fur by Jardine Libert, or however you pronounce her name. It's a kind of fancy um, so it is a book that I think Haley, was it an advanced reader's copy that you got? No, what it was, was it used, it was a um, book of the month option mm. quite a few years ago. Um, and I was very intrigued by it, but I also, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh my gosh. The Ronies. <laughs> the Ronies. Um, that. It was a book that I was intrigued by, but I also was kind of like nervous to pick it as my book of the month because it's kind of scandalous-y, feels like scandalous. So I didn't really want to risk it and I was kind of like not sure about that. But the longer I worked at Barnes and Noble and I saw it on the shelf here and there, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I bought it and it has sat on my shelf ever since. <laughs> Until you gave it to me to Until I let you borrow it. Yeah, so my theme of books for the month of March was YA. Um, and it is it is kind of YA. Like, the characters, like, are in that rough age range. Um, so, Haley gave it to me to read. And so I decided to give it a go. And it is definitely a bit scandalous. I will say. There it's is. like Romeo and Juliet kind of with, like, druggies. Kind of. So, like, the... kind of how I've pictured it. So the main character, it, the main two characters, there's a guy and a girl. There's a guy and a girl, and the guy is from kind of like a upper class area of the Northeast. Um, I think they're in Boston. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, literally so many books I've read in the past week have been in the Northeast. It's kind of confusing. Um, and so so he is fr- they're from Boston area and so he comes from a very wealthy family um and she is his next door neighbor and she does not come from a wealthy family she has a really hard home life she um has been involved with drugs uh but they meet one day when he has friends over at his house um and they're just kind of instantly drawn to one another and so they start a like relationship kind of where they're very flirty and they have sex a bunch and um she kind of brings out this side in him because he's like a junior at harvard and he's never really done this kind of stuff and so she kind of brings that out in him the rebel the rebel um and so it's very very salacious um and so that's kind of like the kind of like the steamy parts of the book but then it also touches on the difficulties with his family dealing with her because she doesn't come from a rich background and also her um dependency on him she becomes very dependent on him um and just trying to see whether like just the book is kind of seeing like how does he respond is he gonna 
he's going to give in or is he going to push back? Um, and just kind of seeing how that relationship twists around and unravels. And honestly, like the ending of it is so wild and so weird. Um, and it was, I was like, what in the, it was interesting. <laughs> so that's kind of why it's my dislike. It was just not exactly how I thought it was going to go. It, there was definitely some really good points and I definitely want to like emphasize the fact that I didn't hate it. Um, there was really, it was good writing and interesting and it flowed really well. But for me, it just didn't hit all the marks that I really wanted. And so that's why it's in my dislike. It sounds still super interesting to me. Like even you describing it, I'm like, oh, that sounds so intriguing. I say still read it. I mean, you might yeah. like it more than I do. I definitely want to read it um, whenever I feel like getting around to it. Like that's with like the Red Queen that's been sitting on my shelf for like two years. And um, I think that, oh no. The baby is awaking. So I'll talk real quick because Mads already said what a good neighborhood is about, kind of. Um, but anyway, it. Um, it's, about, it's about neighbors. Wait, wait. What was like, I saying, though, about white fur? Oh, with Red Queen, it sat on my shelf for a while and I just needed to feel like I was in the mood for it and drawn to it because I didn't want to force it and then not like it. So I need to make sure, like, that's really important, too. Like, if you're drawn to a book for, in a certain season, there's got to be a reason. Ooh. Ooh, right. okay. <laughs> so don't just Can't diss those yes don't just write those books off and just be like man i don't want to read that right now i will have this one in store well there might be a reason that that book is being highlighted to you so i would encourage you to pick it up anyway i will see if white fur eventually gets drawn back to me disliked a good neighborhood kind of like what i was saying with a good book in my mind of feeling that satisfactory feeling i did not feel satisfied at the end of that book like i said i was approaching it more from like a fiction standpoint of like a real life just like a normal piece of fiction not like literature and maddie can describe maybe in a bit um after i'm done talking what she would say the difference between fiction and literature is to kind of help give it good idea of like where we're coming from with that um but I just didn't like it because I felt like there was a lot of things throughout the story that were um made me just feel gross honestly it goes kind of just and I'm sometimes I'm okay with that but like I thought that there would be more of a purpose for those parts of this story and I can this is the thing when Maddie was describing, you know, how she wanted to rate it, she gave it a five. It was her love. I get all of that. I get that perspective. Um, but when I give my ratings and my reviews, I really like to go off of my initial feeling afterward because if I sit too long and think about it, I might like start to um, say, you know, maybe I actually liked it more than I did and like think that it's better than that or, you know, all these things. But the initial feeling, like after I finished this book, I closed it and I looked at my husband and I was like, I am mad. I am so angry. This book made me so angry. And <laughs> just because I feel like, I, I said this in my review, if you guys want to check it out at brookenbinding.wordpress.com. Um, I feel like even a tragic, tragic story needs a little bit of hope in the end, or at least a little bit of something where you're like, okay, I can, I can get on board with that. Like Romeo and Juliet, who, no one wants both of them to die, but there is reconciliation in the family through that. Like that's the bit of hope at the end that you're like, okay, I actually, like, I think that's why it makes it such a good story because it is tragic and there is death and, you know, love and all this stuff. But there is something at the end, like a little piece of light that like shines through and get, makes you bring, have that satisfactory feeling. As you close the book, you're like, wow, that sucked, but I feel okay. And this book did not have that for me 
at all. I just, how the characters went about the, the events of the story and just how things wrapped up, it just felt like, it just felt like loose threads everywhere. And I don't even know what else to say. Honestly, like I said, going off of my original, you know, gut feelings and I just did not like it. I gave it a three star. So it's like, it was good. I loved the writing. I loved the classic literature feel. I just wasn't there in the mindset. That's totally fair. So yeah, for people who want just a little bit more explanation about what we mean between fiction and literature is like literature is something that it's written with purpose. So you often like read literature books in English classes Um, And those are a little different from fiction books because what the story is saying is not trying to tell necessarily a good story, but it's trying to lead you to a theme. So, for example, I feel like a lot of people read To Kill a Mockingbird when they were in high school. And To Kill a Mockingbird isn't necessarily about writing an interesting story. It is very interesting. It's not about, Haley doesn't like To Kill a Mockingbird, by the way. But it's not about writing like an interesting story that's going to really grip you. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, that was a really good story. It's very entertaining. What it's trying to do is it's trying to tell you something about society. Like, think of it like literature is like to uh, political cartoons as fiction is to normal cartoons. So it might entertain you, but it's also trying to explain something about the society and the world that we live in and give a thematic element. So To Kill a Mockingbird is trying to discuss the hard prejudices Haley has just came back with her baby and she's giving me a look now that she realizes I'm talking about To Kill a Mockingbird. But it's supposed to look at our hard prejudices that were against black men, especially in attempted rape stuff, which is really interesting because very similar to what goes on in A Good Neighborhood, kind of a little spoiler there. Um, but To Kill a Mockingbird shows how, how even when there's no evidence, because of certain prejudices and biases, our society will still go with go with one option so to kill a mockingbird was trying to call that out so that's kind of the difference between fiction and literature and since i approached it in a literature sense where i was like you know what's going to happen here might not entertain me and make me feel satisfied in the inside i know it's here to tell a story that's that's important that's why i give it a five and that's why since Haley approached it as a fiction story that she wanted to kind of fill all these requirements for her to be a good story is why she gave it a three out of five thank you you're that, welcome yeah i think that is helpful for sure So speaking of books, fiction and literature, are you reading a piece of fiction or a piece of literature right now? You know what? I think I'm reading a piece of fiction right now. You are because I'm reading the same. What? What? So every so often, Haley and I get to read the same book. So what book are we reading, Haley? We are reading You Are Not Alone by, uh, I always just say their first names, Um, Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. Mm-hmm. Pekanen, Pekanen, something like that. Um, and this is their third novel that they've written together. Um, the Wife Between Us and An Anonymous Girl have been the past two years. And then this one just came out earlier this year. Um, and I think in January? I think it was February. March. February? No, it was February, sorry. February. It was February. Um, and so it's really, really interesting so far. Um, we are probably going to be doing a review next week. So a lot of times when we get a chance to read the same book we like to review it um for you guys and we can discuss what we thought and give our ratings and and whatnot but it's really interesting so far they do this thing where they set up a storyline and you think it's going to go one way and then they usually have a pretty interesting twist at the end or towards the end Um, and then everything just kind of like 
it, the, the last hundred pages usually are like boom, 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 and there's a lot going on. So it's exciting. We both really liked The Wife Between Us. Mm-hmm. We read that one together. Mm-hmm. I read An Anonymous Girl last year, but Maddie has not read that yet. But I have it at home now to read. And we've got this one going. So, uh, yeah, they write like thriller kind of – and when we say thriller, it's just more of like – It's suspenseful. You're suspenseful, twisty. twisty. You're on the edge of your seat kind it's of not, like – It's not like – you don't actually know the full storyline and the mm-hmm. plot until you actually read it. Like, they're not going to say, like, like there's a lot of pieces of fiction where you're like, oh, this is, like, the general theme. Like, Two Lies with Lydia Bird. The general theme is this girl's fiancé died, but she has a way of still living that life out in her dreams while she's sleeping. That he never died. Mm-hmm. And so you know that going in. So it's not a surprise that he's dying. And these ones are just like, it's a real, it's like a succinct story, but you're just missing some vital pieces of information. Yep. So and everything's as, kind of a mystery. Yes. And at the end, it's all revealed and that's pretty fun. Yeah. So, so we're reading that now and we're ex- really excited to finish it and see how it goes. So thank you guys for listening to us talk about our March reads. And by the end of April, we'll have a whole bunch of new reads to talk about with you. So can't wait. And we'll see you next week. Well, we won't see you. Social distancing. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. But you'll hear us. <laughs> All right. Thanks for taking a break from reading. Now go flip some pages. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you just wiped my mouth. You had a drip of something. I water. Oh, okay, water. okay, water, water. <laughs>